0: Hello and welcome to what is already the fifth episode of Spirituality 101. I'm doing one every week, so it's going pretty fast like this. And I'm excited for this week's episode because we're diving deep into the concept of karma and what it means, because in daily life we use this term quite loosely, but when we apply it to what we were meant to do in this lifetime and the lessons that we have to apply in this lifetime in order for us to step into our deepest power, that's something else. And Elise has given a beautiful explanation on how we can start finding our karma, how we can work with it, how we can go from being a victim towards a state in which we see that everything that ever happened to us actually serves us in the long run. So thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed it, of course, give it a rating. That's always super helpful in making spirituality more accessible. And if you ever feel drawn to be at one of these recordings while we're interviewing it, because every interview that I do is on Instagram live, and from there we turn it into this podcast then you can find me on Instagram on mahi.davida and you can also find this description in wherever you're listening from. So I hope that you get inspired by this interview and if you notice that there is a curiosity that's coming up inside of you, you can find more information on how to work with Elise via my Instagram or via spirituality101's hashtag and enjoy. Today I'm talking to Elise breathwaite and she is a spiritual response therapist. Am I saying that right? That's correct, yeah. Okay and yeah can you tell me a little bit about yourself because we're going to be talking specifically on the subject of karma and what it is, what it means, and I would love to first hear from you what your experience is with this and why this interests you in the first place.
1: So, um, I, first of all, I'm in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So a long ways from you and, uh, yet super excited because in the world of technology, we can be connected. And, um, so where to start exactly? <laughs> Basically, I would like to go back probably to when I really started practicing with Reiki and I would um, work with people and, you know, they would feel a huge sense of relief. And I am clairvoyant, so I would see energy and sometimes even stories. And um,
0: And can I just make a bit clearer that Reiki is energy healing where you work with your hands on someone's body, right, to give them a certain type of energy Correct. and clairvoyance is. Can you explain that?
1: Clairvoyance is the the one of our six senses, and that's the ability to see. So, voyant meaning voyant in French, so the ability to see, to, so clear seeing, and so it's when you're able to see beyond what's in the physicality. <clears throat> that shows up for people in different ways, sometimes through you know images for me, it shows up like a movie reel in my mind, and so when I'd be working on people with Reiki, yes, you know, hands kind of over their body, on their body, sometimes in their energetic field, I would um they would leave, they would feel better, they'd come back and I would see the same things and I'm like, what is this? Why is that returning?" And so that's when I started doing, you know, more work, more understanding about, about karmic energy or about karma, I should say, in the, in the world of energy. And so the origins of karma come from the Sanskrit word of, um, the meaning it means fate or destiny. So it's your fate or destiny. Um, Another kind of side of the meaning is that it's the inevitable effect of your actions during life. So it all kind of means the same thing. It's really how you interpret it. So karma being fate or destiny or sounding like the inevitable effect of your actions during life can either sound very much like a punishment or your purpose for being here. And in my practice, what I really started to investigate was, why does it appear as though, you know, we're working and I can see the energy shift and everything moves. And then it's like they go back out into the world and they it's like a magnet and it all gets attracted back into them. So.
0: So you felt I if, if I that may totally answer your question. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So you kind of felt like whenever you did your energy healing, the Reiki with your hands, your clients would would temporarily feel good, but then they would come back to you and you would still have a similar vision to what they were going to go through, absolutely. meaning that what you were able to do at that time was only a temporary fix. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah
1: which is what put me on a path of looking into what more do I need to do? I, did, I just really didn't believe that we're here to kind of suffer, you know, just kind of perpetuate things over and over. And so I decided at that point to really allow spirit to direct me. And I asked, just show me the way, you know, is it crystal therapy that I need to add to this and amplify that healing? Or is it, you know, shamanic work. Like what, what do I really need to really help support people? And I kept saying to get this from the root. I didn't really know what it meant at the time, but essentially I was like, well, how do we get this from the root? We need to get this from the root. Um, so, cause it felt like it was like, you know, cutting down a weed at surface level, but the roots are still there and it was able to grow back.
0: Right. Yeah. That resonates really deeply for, for my inner work and the work I do as coaching as well, because, I recently learned that it makes so much sense that you can work with affirmations, you can say, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be rich. But if you are putting that belief system on another belief system that in our subconscious is very deeply rooted, then actually we're trying to plant a plant on something that's already planted on ground that already has a plant in it. And we need to dive deeper to extract that plant first before we can plant anything new in there, right? Exactly
1: exactly exactly so i love what you just brought up there about about the subconscious and and so really the modality that i work with spiritual response um therapy or technique um is it's actually a process we know we have our conscious mind and our subconscious and so really that's what i was working in when it was like okay you know what he's not what this person is not telling me necessarily on the bed i'm seeing and i'm able to work with um you know, the Reiki energy to, to, to shift that and move that if it's ready to go. And clearly it was ready to go because it was being shown. But then it was like, okay, but it's, and then it's back. So what's that about? And what it com- comes down to is that we also have a soul consciousness. So we have our conscious mind and our subconscious mind that exists in the realm of here and now based on our life, our upbringing and, and, you know, all the beautiful facets of what we've experienced. And then we have our soul consciousness, which is where everything over all time is remembered. And sometimes those events or situations or energetic themes that we play out are rooted in the soul consciousness. So no matter how hard you're working on a conscious level, even doing your work to release subconscious programming, if it's not rooted here and now, it's kind of an endless cycle of trying to complete a karmic destiny right trying to complete that fate or that destiny but not being able to heal it because it didn't it didn't start here
0: okay so if i understand it correctly we are born into this life as how you do your work uh you say we are born into this life with a soul that has a certain destiny that it's supposed to fulfill and that would you call karma as well Yes, yeah, so karma meaning the
1: destiny meaning it's it's your purpose for being here i I look at karma and I would say this is more my my personal understanding and relationship with karma based on seeing energy, working with people, um you know all of that. My understanding of karma is I would call it a recalibration, so we enter into life to recalibrate energies that are, might be rooted in past. So we know that energy isn't created or destroyed. We know that we only transform it. So if we think about, you know, the world having all of the energy that would ever need to exist ever. And every time we incarnate, you know, I meet you and I'm like, I love this person. And it was wonderful. and We have a wonderful experience. And so our energy in our field is lovely. Now on the flip side of something, not so lovely happens something challenging because our our conscious mind and our egoic mind of being in the 3d says this is good or this is bad that's how we work and so i've decided it's bad and then i perpetuate more energy that starts pulling in what we'd call negative energy lower vibration energy so perhaps anger resentment bitterness whatever and then We part this earth realm and for we're part of a soul system together, soul family. We come back in. Now we've incarnated as sisters. And while we love each other, because there was that part of it where it was good, we might still have energies of bitterness, resentment, and all of that, because we're here to recalibrate it. So while we are recalibrating it, it can also feel like the other side of this, the inevitable effect of our actions during life so sometimes we come in and while we're recalibrating we're feeling lost confused or like we're suffering but really it's like that's right why does it have to be there's got to be deeper meaning and sometimes we might work forever uh, in our relationship as sisters to heal it and we'll never totally understand why we don't get each other we'll never totally understand why we don't feel like we're there for each other And then all of a sudden somebody will come into session and we're able to get it out from the root that it's not tethered here.
0: Now it's
1: not in here now.
0: So yeah, I'm going to recap it a little bit more. So we are born into this life and we have a certain road or journey to fulfill. I, I personally believe that, yeah, we come into a life and we have certain things to learn And often trauma is a really big learning experience for us. We go on a certain path. We're born into a certain family under certain circumstances, in a certain skin to experience that journey, to experience those those challenges and those beautiful moments. And none of them are identical as well. That's what really fascinates me personally is that, you know, I grew up in the same household as my brother and my sister yeah we are very different in how spiritual we are in how we see the world there are also, of course similarities exactly. but would you then agree also with saying that yeah karma is is our road it's our it's our, our destiny but it's also our road is that that yeah that's exactly it it's exactly
1: it so what i would say is when we are in the realm of our highest level of consciousness we understand that karma is the purpose for incarnating karma is our purpose karma is if we talk about the inevitable effects of our actions during a life so meaning for every action there's a reaction right so we might be coming in to clear so to speak to heal to learn from the reaction. And, and that is all part of the path that you speak of that we agreed to incarnate. That's why we're here. It's all part of that path. And there's many little lessons. There's some huge ones. There's some traumatic ones. There's some that we call themes like relationships or money, self-worth, things like that. But all of them are all this beautifully orchestrated rhythmic dance with energy to to clear the path to our enlightenment and again sometimes we perceive that we have done wrong and we can be and nobody's holding us to this it's not a god it's not an individual it's ourselves it's ourselves that says i've harmed this other soul that i love so much And we only remember it when we enter back into the meat suit. We only remember it when we're back here in this realm where we left it. And so we get back here and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, this is hard. This is hard. And then instead of it feeling like the purpose, it feels like the punishment.
0: But so let's say we come into, you know, you have two different people that come into the same circumstances, one can see those circumstances as a lesson, as a blessing, in a way, because they understand that every opportunity in which we are challenged, there is a moment for growth. There's an opportunity for growth. Whereas the other one can choose to see it as why me, that victim type mode. I always seem to attract that but it's really how how we look at it from first place because life is going to happen around us, right? And like there is a lot of things that are outside of our control, but the thing that is inside of our control is how we respond to it. And um, for me personally, I think this is was a really interesting growth in my love life. Actually, I, I started understanding that what I wanted and how I based my actions, they actually weren't aligned and I kept going into the same relationship i kept bumping into the same love until i was like wait a minute there's a lesson here for me i need to outgrow this and what and then looking at what the lesson was i was able to be like ah and then break the cycle because the next time that lesson came to me because that's what i feel is karma as well it's like it keeps repeating itself to you until you understand like hey i've been attracting this that's right. But now I'm gonna to choose to base my actions differently so I'm not making the same mistake over and over again. Absolutely.
1: And you you you're completely right when it comes to the karma piece because <clears throat> pardon me, I call it soul curriculum. Right? Mm-hmm. So if, if this is part of the soul curriculum that you've charted out, you don't graduate any program until all courses are completed. So and part of that is your own inner knowledge and awareness of, oh, like, this is why I do this. And, and while I say that a lot of our stuff is rooted in past life, what I also say is, and so it's like a ripple effect, right? So it's rooted in past life and it comes through the filtration system of our, of our egoic bind and our egoic body. And then it starts to from sometimes in the womb, in the womb, it starts to, um, create the subconscious. And then through the subconscious, the conscious mind is born that says, this is life. And this is my potentially my destiny or my fate or my punishment. And then the path to enlightenment is for all three. So it's partly to move into conscious accountability and awareness of, Hey, I do this and I say, I want this. What's that about? You probably did some work going into your subconscious. Where where did that come from? Why do I think that that's all I deserve or whatever that is? And then you were able to consciously choose differently. And that's wonderful. And what I also know is that there's also people who will consciously choose differently. And then even a couple years later, they're like, it's the same thing. And I'll give you an example. I had a, a, a Girl who came to me, we actually met totally not through. She wasn't coming for a session, and but you know, spirit speaks to me not not all the time as an intrusion. Like you know, I have boundaries, but when it's necessary. And uh, she was in a, a heightened state at a conference, and I went out to speak to her, and you know, I, I I started doing some work with her, and one of the things that came up is that I saw when she was in the womb, everybody was wishing that she was a boy right? So we know that there's cultures, we know there's just personal desire, it doesn't matter what the reasons, but they were wishing she was a boy and she was not, obviously. And so she came into the world already not having permission to be who she was. And then from that was born an entire childhood of not ever feeling like enough for her parents her father which then created dynamics around relationship because your father is that first person you'll love regardless of your sexual preference later on in life that's your first energetic relationship and or as a female i should say and um and then you perpetuated bringing in relationships where she was working harder to be enough And so on and so forth. And so while that's been her theme in her life, the other side of that karmic gift, that karmic destiny, is that she's a renowned photographer whose entire purpose is to help women see themselves. To help women have permission.
0: Her pain became...
1: Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. The pressure creates diamonds. Exactly. Right. And so it was really beautiful because what, one of the things that I know as well is part of our karmic destiny and our purpose is that we will first be initiated through our healing. So almost like part of how you're going to show up in the world and how you're going to help and support is first through being initiated through the experience yourself.
0: And how do I do that? How do, how do I do that? If I know that my karma has been illness or just a lot of defeat or a certain type of mental illness even, how do I even begin addressing something that wasn't even, well, if it's a past life, it feels like it wasn't even mine to begin with almost, but maybe that's a victim mode of being. But how do I even begin to address this karma that I haven't even created
1: myself? Right. Well, you haven't created in this physicality yourself, but your soul created it for all of your learning, for all of your, and by all of your learning, I mean, literally your, your, your ascension process, right? Your, your entire soul's ascension process, because there's many, many levels of consciousness, which is going down a whole other road here. But so we don't come in and just like we're not flat and stagnant, right? It's not like I've learned. There's all these, uh, you know, all these other levels of consciousness and potentials of how your soul gets to ascend or while your soul is ascending, not how. We bring in the how. So for example, I, I always say, so, you know, if we take the energy of guilt, right? And we're saying, okay, I'm coming in to learn about guilt. And I'm going to, I'm going to come into clear and heal guilt. So I could come in and clear and heal guilt by, you know, by, you know, being a, a, a child that always wants her parents approval and just does things to appease and feels guilty. Anytime she chooses herself, I could come in and experience guilt by, um you know, being wrongfully accused of a crime and being imprisoned. I could come in and experience guilt by money laundering. Do you get what I'm saying? And and never knowing and nobody ever knowing, but I'm in my own guilt. Each one of those aspects is learning guilt. Like you said, brothers and sisters living in the same home, technically having the same experience, but it's completely different because Everybody's energetic ties to their parents, to their brothers, to their whole environment are different, because your your own individual your your own individual soul print of the greater collective, which is what is so beautiful, and each single print of that is here to find itself through its karmic destiny, find itself through its purpose. So. And really what that looks like, it's, it's through its pain. And so when you ask, how do I even do that? The first thing I say is, I find that when part of the karmic, you know, the whole process of the karmic energy is that people tend to find me, other SRT practitioners, and there are probably other modalities out there that I'm not consciously aware of at this time. But they tend to find me, others when their lessons are coming to completion meaning and now we get to pull it from the root
0: and you do a healing session with them and they can you quickly explain to me how that would look like a healing session with you
1: yeah so you know it's it's actually quite funny because you know it sounds like i mean they are life-changing and it's actually pretty easy it's we, we we sit and talk exactly as we are and essentially, when I'm working, I tap into my high self and directly connect with your high self. So not with your conscious mind and your subconscious, but your souls. And then they bring me through the individuals Akashic Records. And we're really just following. um, I'm working with a series of charts that were channeled that act as a map. But we're following your soul. Like it's not me guiding the soul. It's the souls like this is what's ready to go. You know, your soul already knows. And then we open up the books, whatever's presented and how it works for me is, is they will show me, they will show me the lifetimes. And and sometimes they're like this, 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 this happened and we clear it and we, t- we, we pull up what energies were created because naming them into space is what helps us to shift them and release them. And then, um, sometimes and I say it's like the soul needs to have the story acknowledged. And I always say it's like this. So if you, if somebody really hurt you, really, really hurt you, and then they're like, sorry, and they go on, you're like, I did not feel that. You did not acknowledge what I went through. So sometimes the soul needs the acknowledgement of what it experienced. The soul needs the acknowledgement of what it experienced so that it can heal it and have its validation in the physicality. And so sometimes we have to go through exactly what happened, sometimes even how old, sometimes even who else in their current life was involved. And it starts to like open up fields of consciousness where you're like, this is how I've always felt with, so my, my, this girl I was speaking of, going into this with her, she's like, I felt like this my whole life with my parents, my whole life. Right. And so it brought deeper understanding and in fact it it brought deeper healing because now in your own conscious mind, you know that your parents loved you, that this was actually part of your own experience, your, your choice to experience life this way, but for the purpose of bringing you into your life path. And how you're showing up in your beauty for the world to help other women see themselves in their perfection. Like that's like a full circle, beautiful gift. How can you now, you know, deny that experience for yourself and say, well, I still don't want it. When you see all the amazing good it's brought into the world, right? So, and and that's where we move into a place of spiritual accountability. So we have our practical accountability, emotional accountability. And then we have our spiritual accountability where we start to truly understand that everything is happening for us and not to us.
0: Yes, we no longer are a victim to our lives. Um, We instead start seeing everything as lessons. I had a friend in Peru who said this very beautifully. I hope I do it justice. He said, all of our adult life, we are working to integrate the lessons of our childhood all the traumas all the pain all the suffering and that actually often becomes our power our strength if we learn how to integrate it properly okay yes we're actually already nearing a small half hour so i'm really gonna go to the last question now sadly (laughs) (laughs) so karma is you know it's a very grand thing but it as i understand it it's also cause and effect and so how can we start maybe changing our trauma already on a daily basis? Is there a way to do that?
1: I would say, I would say the, the absolute most powerful transformational thing you can do to start to work with karma in a different way is to consistently ask the question, why? Is this happening for me? So not to me, for me. And, and often we'll be sitting there and we'll be like, oh, no, it's not happening for me. It's wrong. It's bad. It's making me angry. It hurts. It's painful. And so it's like, so, so what am I learning about the truth of who I am then through this? Like what, what, what potential is there for me? And so. And then what I also say is that the truth is our entire life is here to understand that dance. So it's not just like do this one thing and then you've got it. It's actually if you can embody that truth, it truly embody the truth that it's all happening for you. You will start to see all things that are coming into your field as an opportunity for growth and for healing. And essentially for your, for, for, for your own ascension, but I don't just mean ascension as in like this euphoric spiritual sense, like in real time, that when you heal these relationship, you know, traumas, you, you get to have this amazing, beautiful relationship that isn't just about this other person treating you amazing. It's about you knowing that you're worthy of it. Right, so embodying the truth that how is this happening for me, and being willing to look at life through
0: that lens beautiful that's that's gorgeous, and uh, yeah, and to round that off, that really reminds me of this talk that I once heard of Alan Watts, where you were talking about how we're always learning, we're always studying, we're always journeying life in one way or another if we choose to look at it that way, and sometimes I talk to or talk about this with my my clients, that it's always going to be a journey. You're always going to be learning. And I think for a lot of people hearing that for the first time, it might sound tiring. Like, oh, am I never done? Like, do I not get a day off from life? Or just like chill? Yeah. But in the same way, I think it keeps this experience that we've incarnated in as interesting as possible. Because what Alan Watt said, how about... How would it feel if you would know what were to happen tomorrow and the next day after? Would that not be incredibly boring? So absolutely. in a way, every challenge is, exactly. is somewhere to learn. Yes, yeah. Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: All right. Thank you, really, thank so, much. so much. I'm sure I'll connect with you thank soon. You. And um, thank you, everyone who tuned in. I wish you a yes, beautiful I'm day excited. to Canada and Berlin. And I'll speak soon. Yes,
1: yeah, sounds
0: good. Okay. Thank you, beautiful soul. You too. Bye. Ciao.